The year is 1719. A young Comanche warrior, healer, and skilled tracker hunts the Great Plains in search of herself and proof that she is the great hunter she knows she is. Only one thing stands in her way, the most dangerous predator this planet has ever seen. Tonight we are talking prey, and this is the LV246 Degrees of Alien podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the LV426 Degrees of Alien, and I'm one of your hosts, Andrew, and I am joined, as always, by Jason. Hello, Jason. Oh, hello, hello. Happy to be here. How... Oh, of course, of course. And we are going to be talking about, I'm just going to spoil it right now, a fantastic fucking movie, uh, which is the newest Predator movie called Prey. But before we get into that, uh, I'm going to start introducing a kind of a new segment, just because uh, there is a lot of alien and Predator and alien adjacent materials that are coming out consistently, and I'm keeping up with them. And we will eventually do episodes on all of these things, but they are not going to be uh, for a while. So I just want to, as 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 some of these are going to be fresh in people's minds, I want to just kind of pop, pop, pop and talk about them now and say whether or not you should uh, get them or you should not get them. And this is reporting from the hive. So starting, I'm going to start with Alien. Obviously, we're an alien podcast. So I was reading uh, and going back through some old Dark Horse novels. Um, So Dark Horse comics had novels, but these are the Dark Horse books. And I, ages ago, I read uh, Aliens Original Sin, uh, which is the first one. And then I recently read the second one, which was Aliens DNA War by Diane Carey. It was a pretty good book. Uh, I think that both it and Original Sin have some similar problems in terms of just uh, starting out really strong and then kind of like petering off. Uh, it was told from the first person's perspective, which was which was very fascinating. And it went into some interesting things. And it was I thought it was going to be amazing for a while. I didn't really love the final reveals and how things played out, but it was an interesting book nonetheless. Uh, that one is available easily on ebook or in print where they have a bunch of alien omnibuses so you can find dna aliens dna war that way if you wish the newest alien book that came out alien inferno's fall is fucking fantastic i absolutely love this i had a great time with this and this is um the sequel technically to uh, colony war uh, and it does talk about some of those things in Colony War. But Jason, you'll be happy to hear it is not super, super duper Colony War's focus. <laughs> so <laughs> it really kind of does its own thing. What a shame. Uh, and yes, I know. I know. Davis does have a daughter, though. Super. Uh, is she equally as boring? No, she's she's much better than Davis in every way. Yeah. Hard um, not to be. I'm not, not surprising. <laughs> uh, and it includes a whole bunch of little alien nods for people who have been following these franchises for years. But it's also just a great book nonetheless. And I think you guys could all pick it up without really dealing with all of the background noise uh, if you don't want to do that and you just want to read like, a really good book. So I would definitely high, high recommend alien inferno's fall fantastic book unfortunately now we move into the comic books for alien and uh let me briefly talk about alien alien annual number one so this is written by philip kennedy johnson and penciled by salvador la roca this 
is got the same issues that almost all the other alien books have in that the aliens themselves look super stiff because they were clearly you they clearly uh toys were used as reference material which hey i don't have any issues with people using reference material or anything like that but aliens looking super stiff and you can tell it was kind of just like a trace job like it was really like it really does not look good uh and all the aliens don't really look good uh i haven't been in love with these stories so far so there's been 12 alien issues in the comic section so far haven't really been in love with them but i'm interested enough to continue and thank goodness we are getting a new artist when they uh get their next was such a weird thing because like it's we have tons of shots of amazing alien action that you could draw on you know what i mean well that you right you you have a that's a that is a great point like i don't know why for for whatever reason they all look super stiff and like it's real obvious and i'm like even some of those NECA figures have better articulation mm. like you should have articulated them better <laughs> and it, it's one of those things where it's like again honest to god i wouldn't have even noticed or really cared if it hadn't been that obvious right if it's not obvious it's fine i don't i don't super care right like is it good artwork does it convey the story well cool like i don't care if someone traced it or anything like that or used designs from another thing like that's okay to me you're working for like a company right like you have to marvel is is not a well-bearing company let's just say that oh Um, really so i i yeah shocked yeah. shock shocking you uh don't make bank writing comics or drawing comics but you don't get hit a third time is your pay <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. uh and uh this one brings back gabriel cruz uh a character who from the first arc which i didn't really find that interesting so He's back, I guess, for this brief prequel to the first arc. Do you think so. they just lean the skeleton of Stanley up against your fucking like, um, y- you know, your your desk, and he just fucking stares at you with his, you know, skeleton eyes? And yeah, and then like a cock, a rat comes out and says, <laughs> "Greetings, true believer." No, no. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> "Keep working, or I'll do to you what I did to Dicko." <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah, that's what he says. Oh, poor Ditko. <laughs> well, not really poor Dicko. That man like went off to do his own thing, and he's like a super crazy man now. Uh, but that's an entirely well. That's what story. happens when you get your entire life's fortune robbed from you by your friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go a little crazy. <laughs> that, that that is fair. That is fair. He's like super Iron Randy now, so he's not good. I don't. Anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, I have not been a fan of these comics very much. Um, but I mean, this one was probably the best of them uh and because it was a, a decently sized annual moving on to the predator of things uh i'm not going to surprise anyone here uh it turns out the predator franchise is really good right now uh <laughs> after this movie uh and everything that went uh, that came out recently that was coinciding pretty much with this movie uh has been absolutely great uh but before we get into that i want to talk about two dark horse books that i read uh, that were both published in the past by uh, Dark Horse Books. Uh, and that is Predator Turnabout by Steve Perry, which is an amazing book, which is absolutely great. I absolutely love that book, uh, which is basically like the Predator in Alaska versus the Sniper. 
um and it's just fantastic like it's it's actually really interesting and, and really well written and it was one of those books that i was like thought it was going to be like super like kind of like cringy and like because it like talks a lot about guns and one of the characters in it is like anti-gun but i think it deals with it all in a very mature adult way uh, it is not a Twitter conversation. <laughs> and and everyone is like, oh, no, I understand why you're like that. And oh, that that makes sense. Like, I understand why why you're like that. Right. So it's like a, a very mature conversation uh, about about this th topic uh, and which is much more than I would ever have expected from a uh, predator anything because uh, most of the time uh, people just say different calibers of guns and predator mm -hmm. stuff so true uh the other book that i read uh was predator south china sea by jeff vandermeer jeff vandermeer is the the man who wrote uh annihilation great book one that's a great book two uh somehow i had no idea but i'm pretty sure predator south china sea is like a soft version like i he he works through a lot of topics and ideas that he would revisit in annihilation holy shit is there like a undead bear in this fucking comic is that well there's no undead bears but <laughs> we we get things like uh there is a secret base and it's base x uh, uh area gotcha. the, the trilogy is area x mm -hmm. trilogy and a character gets at one point gets like uh you know gets hit by the one of the claws of the predator but it escapes and they get infected with like a mysterious space virus uh, uh -huh. and it gets re that character gets real annihilation-y <laughs> mm -hmm. as they slowly lose touch with who they are uh this book was fucking phenomenal i as soon as i finished this book i wanted to read it again like it was it was really nice. really good uh it is there are so much like insane action sequences uh, in this book where like the predator kills so many people in like the best ways i i had uh an absolute uh, blast with this uh and it seems like uh jeff vandermeer is not somebody who just went into this for a, a paycheck because he deals with a a lot of different cultures there and in this in the in the afterwards of the book he references all of the people who he ran all these by right so there's like a romanian character so he actually talked to people from romania and had like cultural uh consultants which is something uh that they do have um and that are pretty uh common in in the book world nowadays um and it's just cool that uh that was done there and uh, the best alien uh book alien into charybdis had a similar thing where alex white uh, they had uh, a bunch of Ira Iranian characters, and they made sure to do the the work as far as uh, representing that. So uh, I just think uh, that's cool, uh, and I absolutely love that book. And the action was uh, outstanding. Now on to things that are actually current with Predator. Uh, the newest Predator comic, which is uh, Predator number one, no surprise, is the new Marvel comic written by Ed Brisson and penciled by kev walker i loved this story uh it is a really really fun and it is set in the future and there is basically the plot is you are following somebody who hunts predators essentially uh and you find out like what happened to them and what their backstory is and why they're on this mission kind of thing and it's just really interesting the artwork is fantastic 
they are fully utilizing the the futureness of it all and it just has uh some really cool elements to it and i am excited to see how this goes i feel like in comic books a lot of times predator comics always seem the same like they seem to be doing the same plots over and over again to differing varying degrees of success and this one actually seems like it's going to be story-based focusing on a character and is not just going to be the exact same thing over and over again it's leading somewhere so that is very nice and i had a wonderful time uh with this particular issue so Hopefully, uh, the rest of them continue, but uh, if you only can pick up an Alien or Predator comic, I would definitely recommend The Predator by Marvel. If you can only pick up one Predator comic book this year, make it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, Jason. And uh, the last Predator thing is the Predator short story collection, Predator Eyes of the Demon, which just came out recently. Wow. Wow. There are some amazing short stories in this. Uh, admittedly, I am not fully completed yet, but uh, oh, I'm only a hundred page in it, a hundred pages in. And if every subsequent story was absolutely awful, it would still be worth reading because the it opens up really, really well with some outstanding stories, and I had a wonderful time with it. It really does seem to be fascinating that. Predator really, really seems to work well in the short story format because Predator If It Bleeds, which was the preceding short story collection, is also absolutely fucking fantastic. So uh, Predator Eyes of the Demon, 100% recommend on that front. Uh, We will be covering them in a different and unique way. You will see uh, how we're going to be covering short stories in the future. The last thing I want to talk about, which is just one of those things that is pretty much adjacent to uh, Alien and Predator, uh, there is a wonderful series of uh, uh, books uh, called Alien vs. Predator Rage War, uh, which is a trilogy that is like really, really fantastic, and that is written by author Tim Levin. Tim Levin also wrote uh, a book, uh, an Alien book. And he also almost always contributes uh, short stories to the short story collections. Uh, it, he does in Eyes of the Demon as well. He actually opens a collection and it's fantastic. But his newest book uh, just came out, not connected to any franchise, and that is The Last Storm. Absolutely fucking great <laughs> book. So I, I read that uh, last month and I fucking loved it. I loved it. Uh, basic plot of that one, just because you don't need to get the basic plot of any of the others, because there's just, you know, aliens or predators, you could could hitch up to those trains uh, as you want. But this is basically uh, set in the the near future. Uh, It's basically uh, like a cold post-apocalypse. And by that, I mean, like, the post-apocalypse has happened, but life has just continued. Oh, so the world where we have. Yeah, no, no, but, like, that's what it is about, though, right? Like, it's about, like, essentially, like, global warming has got to that point where entire swaths of uh, uh, the country of America are just completely uninhabitable and they can't grow anything and they're just, like, Mm -hmm. giant deserts. uh, And it's just about how people, like, relate and how they get by on that. 
And the the thing about uh, this particular, like, what's the hook of the story is that there are people who are rainmakers. And they can come and they have, like, devices that they can use to bring rain. But the problem is they're not bringing rain from our universe. Uh, let's just say that. So there are, it's, uh, it's a very, very interesting uh, story that has a wild ending and I absolutely love it and I would give uh, my full recommend to The Last Storm if you're just looking for something kind of adjacent to read. So that is my reports from the hive. <laughs> what was that? Is that an alien? That was, yeah, oh, okay. it was alien screaming. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I could put the sound effect in here, but I don't know if it's licensed, so I don't want someone to be like, yeah, you're you're sued, and uh-huh. uh, instead I just do... <laughs> Listen, if this podcast is going to get sued, right, it's going to be by the author of Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. Yes, it would be by the author of Rex Pickett is coming for us eventually, you know what I mean? Once he... <laughs> But yeah, Jason, Mm -hmm. pray go off. What did you think of pray? I have been, this has been the longest like week of my life wanting to talk about this film. I have so much to say about it. You know, Uh, first thing I want to say is woke trash. It's woke trash. (laughs) So here's the thing. I know you're going to like make fun of that in general oh yeah i'm sorry yes i obviously i don't believe that yes obviously no obviously don't believe that honestly i think what's what's fascinating is everything i've seen is i i'm pretty sure even the people who thought that like are fine oh there's still people banging that drum but i don't believe that they actually watched the movie (laughs) that's just right okay that's fair that's fair because yeah because like i have not seen it like and i was reading facebook comments like just as curiosity to see if it was happening because like you could <laughs> well, look. Facebook man, if you want to know? Holy! If you want to know the trash, if you want to look up trash, you just click <laughs> comments on a Facebook thing. And I was like, no, even even the trashiest people, the guy with like a, a dog and an eagle on his picture, like the movie. <laughs> I, was just, I was surprised. If you love dogs, this is the movie for you, though. You know what I mean? So, well, I, you know what? That's true. Uh, not if you you love eagles, because I don't think this is a pro-American film. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh... <laughs> Interesting. We can have the conversation for sure, right? I think it's definitely more anti-French. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes, it is. That that is. Um, yeah, I mean, this film. People have been talking about this film since it came out, right? So I don't know how much more we can add to this conversation, but I'm still going to talk about it anyways because I've been chomping at the bit to talk about it. And it's fucking phenomenal. It's a great fucking movie. You know, it is not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but no film is. But it's pretty damn close. Like, in the room, the reasons why it's so close is because it's so streamlined and simple in the way that a Predator film should be. So that's, I'm just going to start with that thesis, first and foremost. Uh, and then we'll dig deeper, I guess, right? If you, if you haven't seen Prey, go watch it. What are you doing? That's that, you know what I mean. Stop listening to this and go watch that, and stop listening to us be jackasses and do something positive with your day and go watch Prey. No, that's 
So uh, I do disagree with Jason as I think this is a perfect movie. I have no, I don't have any applause with this movie, uh, which is, I mean, I have, I could probably well, find something. Yeah, um, yeah. I I, I, I clearly, you know, I'm, you know, okay, well, we can get to that. Uh, let's start. What if we started with that? Because that's, it's not sure. going to take you know long. What? Okay. Yes, sure. I would be interested to see what didn't you like about this film. Um, it's not even that I didn't like, right? I just think that there's a couple things that, because of the nature of the way this film is made, there's some subsequent impacts to the overall film, which is, you know, we really don't beyond surface level. Besides the two main characters, right, the brother and sister, right, we really don't get a full-fledged depth, in-depth understanding of, like, the other tribe members. Um, I don't think... Th that's fair. And, that's and, and, that, and that's fine. Like, it's just not that film, right? Like, it is very much focused, you know... It's a, it's basically, a, you know, if you count the Predator as a character, right? It's basically a three-character film, right? It's Tabe, Naru, oh, yeah. and the Predator. And then everyone else is, like, just there to be predator me you know in the in the in the mom has some has some dialogue you're forgetting about the dog well the dog right so okay four character right you know no no i think that's very fair and uh, and i think the predator is very much a character in this movie uh, more so than maybe other any other predator movie in the mother has some stuff but really she's just there to be like the opposition to like naru's you know, she's not really given a lot of depth because she's really only in a couple yeah. scenes and it's only because she's in only a couple scenes right it's, it's not right. it's not a thing about the performances because I think the performances are incredible in this movie, especially since there's a lot of newcomers. Right. I think Dakota yeah. Beavers, who um, plays Tabe, is fucking incredible. At you know, Amber Midthunder is not her first role. She was in Legion um, and a couple other things, but she's phenomenal. Obviously, everyone's talking about that. So is that be number one? Also, there's some instances where I think the CG is a little wonky still. You know, I, especially when they're moving. What 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 part? I think if you look, it feels like a lot of the movements of the animals are very much sped up in a way. Um, I think they do a. Oh, I think fair. they do a very good. And, you know, there's some great CG too. Like I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just there's some instances it's not perfect. That's all. That's all. And it didn't take me out of the movie. It did not. I was incredibly invested in this movie all the way through. Right. So, I mean, that's the job of CG. Right. I, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm really only thinking about it in retrospect. I'm not stopping. Right. Hating it in the moment. I, I would say uh, I would say the thing that I did appreciate is that if CG ever has to be used, I just think CG should replace most animal actors. Yeah, for sure. No, no, that's for sure. No, that's a great point. Well, I think you could do a mixture of. You know, it doesn't have to be a live animal. You can do a mixture of, you know, animatronic, not a lot in CG, right? You could do... Yeah, no, that's a, true. A mixture. It doesn't have to be. But it really just sounds like you are trying to steal jobs, you know, f from um, Coco, the uh, American Dingo in this film, puts on a great I'm not, dog performance. I'm not trying to steal dog performances okay. because people aren't beating dogs on film. I'm sure that they are. How many, over and under 20, how many dogs John Wayne beat on set? It's way <laughs> okay, over. But, right? But John Wayne did that to everyone. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Nobody liked it. John Wayne brought dogs onto set just for the explicit purpose of beating them. I'm, I bet. So, I mean... <laughs> 
Bring that dog to my trailer. Still dressed, still dressed in his full fucking Genghis Khan outfit. You know what I mean? Piece of shit. Yeah, man. no, of course. Uh, I, I, I did like the uh, the dog acting in this was amazing. Like I was really surprised. Yeah. Do Do you know the story of this dog? No, no. Tell me the story. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Coco is an American dingo, which is an ancient right that would have been around during this time. So that's cool, right? Yeah. But she was also a shelter dog like months before this movie started is my understanding so she was in a shelter a family rescued her who happens to be in film and she was just a perfect fit for this movie she's not incredibly trained so trachtenberg and um, a few other people said she was kind of a hot mess on set but everyone loved working with her so just kind of delightful little story for our girl you know yeah, and, and I think that's like that kind of matches the dog's personality yeah, in the movie, yeah. right? Like, cause like I like how the dog will just like go off and do its own thing, and like that should be like, oh, there you are. This dog is a better character than every single character in the Predator. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, of course, the Predator is a better character than every single yeah. character in the Predator. So yeah, let's. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess. We, everyone knows what you think of this movie, so you because you said it was perfect. Yeah, okay. Like, I guess that's a bit of a hyperbole. I just think it, like, it... Let's just go right into everything. Well, did you watch this in English or in Comanche? I've watched it in both. Okay. Uh, so, let's... Okay, let's... You know, before we really get into the meat and potatoes, let's talk about this particular issue. Yeah, because that's this is the my other gripe. That's why I asked. Yeah, so... The two issues with this. One, was it easy to find... In American Hulu. Like, was it easy to find this uh, You had watched it already and said you couldn't find it, and then I looked it up, so where I could find it, because I intended to watch it in Comanche. So I can't say that if I didn't know that I had to find a separate version, because it was a separate version entirely. It wasn't a language option. Yeah. It was a separate version entirely, right? Which I'm not and sure also, why that is, because it's clearly a dub. Like, it's not... Um, I've seen a lot of yeah, people report, it, like, they recorded two different versions. No, it is clearly a dub, and it did sometimes take me out of it. I don't really like dubs, so... Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That That's my, you know, and again, I'm glad they did it. I wish they just filmed this movie in Comanche, but I know, yeah, it, you know, yeah. producers are fucking cowards. Uh, the other question I have, did you have subtitles, or did you have closed captioning? I think it's closed captioning. Okay, that's one of my other issues. It's not properly subtitled. It's closed captioning. Right, so you're getting the predator noises on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Like closed captions are extremely important. We should always have them, right? But they aren't a replacement for subtitles. There are two different things, yeah, right? For like sure. a subtitle is one thing, and a closed caption is another. And if it's another file. And you still don't have a, a separate subtitle feature on mm -hmm. this. So in in America, uh, it's on Hulu, correct? Yes, it was on Disney Plus yes. for you, right? Is that? Yeah. So in, in uh, Canada, and it would be in the UK as well. Uh, it would have Disney Plus. <sighs> Fucking weird. Disney hide hid. Disney pretty much hid the Comanche version. Oh, I'm sure. In an did. extras tab. Just like they would love to hide the history of the United States <laughs> <laughs> treatment. Yes, I'm, of I'm, the sure they, I'm sure they would. in would. Canada. Uh, yeah. uh, and Canada, especially. We'll have to talk. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, just the fact that it's filmed in Canada and what that means. But, so, it's in the extras tab. So, if you click on the movie, you have to go oh, to another separate tab 
extras, and it's like an extra mm. feature that is up. It's like how you would turn on if they had, like, director's commentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like nobody, nobody in Canada or ever goes to that fucking town. Nobody in like, Canada. ever. Nobody, nobody likes that town. Well, well it's I, also, it's not tab. the first place you're going to go, right? Like, it might be well, somewhere no. you go if you're like, oh, this movie fucking I, rules, and I want to see what more stuff there is. Well, yeah, But of not course. the first and, time. And you should, and of course. Yeah. But I, I pressed play on the normal version, and then I went through all the language options, and it was not there. The Comanche version was not there. So I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to watch the English version the first time. And it was still great. Um, uh, I, yeah. I actually, having watched both, I think I'm pr- kind of happy that my first viewing was the, the English Yeah, version. I've watched it three times, and this two other times was in English. It just, you know, it, it's the dub. Yeah, it's just, it's a good dub. It is a good it's dub. A de- well, there's not a ton of dialogue in this movie either, right? Like, this is not a dialogue-heavy movie. But there are, like, bad dubs. For like, sure. Seen for sure. Bad, bad dubs oh, that yeah. got released just... For the world to see. I mean, if you watch five kung fu movies, you've seen five bad dubs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, the, well, there's a thing of like the history of dubbing has brought in, uh, especially when you dub something in English, has made a lot of racism, yeah, right? Like a lot of sure. racism is yeah. aided by a by a dub. Um, <gasps> so, like a bad dub. Uh, you know, there's a reason why people do like real offensive things when they go talk about Godzilla because sure. all those movies were dubbed in a very specific cadence and a specific voices and stuff like that, right? So yeah. like, there is a history, and I do think that this is a great dub in the fact that like this is just a good dub. Like I think that the acting is good; they're doing good performances on the dub. Uh, it sucks that it's a dub. I yeah, wish it was uh, a, a, a subtitle, but it is a well performed dub that like everyone came back to do their roles uh in comanche uh at least that's what i that's what i read yeah i don't know about that i don't know i have heard that too i'm dubious that that's actually true but that okay i'm not a hundred percent sure but yeah but i but it's one of the i believe it's the first time uh, a comanche language track has ever been recorded oh for sure yeah i i I mean here's here's there is some so i want to give some charitability to this right because I've heard some people be like, they only did, this is some of like the woke shit that I heard, you know, the the woke chatter was like, they only did this because it's a good look, right? And I don't agree with that. Like, I think. Well, uh, no, I actually, I don't, I, I, I don't think the filmmakers did that, yeah. but I think it's clear what, how Disney and Hulu have. Sure, sure, sure. It. But I think they're talking about they film they only did this as an afterthought. And I think that the filmmakers and the people involved wanted this to be in Comanche. Wanted right? this to be in Comanche. Yes. Yes. I, I believe that a hundred percent. And I really wish that would have been the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the, you know. Uh, and to be clear, the writer and director of this film are two white people, but the executive producer, uh, one of the producers, is not. Okay, so in the in and put a lot of effort into the authenticity of this film, right? Yeah. So so yeah, yeah. Uh, oversaw handpicked Dan Trachtenberg, right? So like, there's a lot of love that goes into this beyond. And a lot of thought that goes beyond just like, oh, we should do this because people will have positive chatter on social medias. And I'm sure that's what I'm sure that's what the production of like Disney and Hulu are thinking. But, you know, I, I don't think that was the artistic intent. I think I think that does lead to one of the, the things that I, I really did like about this movie is that, you know, when when a, a movie with this plot is announced, there are two competing factions already. Oh, right. Like there are people who are saying, 
oh, this is like going to be like woke, blah, 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 blah. But then there is also a very, uh, you know, intelligent group of people who are also concerned about it because they've seen them do it really bad where it doesn't actually mean anything, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, look at Pocahontas, Spoonie on Disney, oh. right? I mean, yes, yes, obviously, I was going to uh, make fun of Avengers Endgame, but sure. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But there's that scene in Avengers Endgame, which, like, you can tell did not feel earned. Nothing in Avengers Endgame was earned. No, but, like, there's that moment where it's just like, ah, and I'm the, the women, all the women will, will do this. And I'm like, you guys didn't give these characters any scenes together before this. You didn't make them talk before this. Like, it's clearly just a thing where you, like, didn't didn't actually think about it to make them characters you just melt them for this scene. yes uh, true but that's the entire film for every character uh, a hot take avengers endgame fucking sucks so i, I, I so okay look we're not we're not gonna get off I, I know i know i know i know i'm just saying but i'm, I'm just saying yeah. that like there are two there are always two sides to that yeah, where like they for sure they actually are both trepidatious and one for bad reasons and others for like a reasonable reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think that one of the things that was very nice about this 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 movie is that like they just felt like characters, right? Like it didn't they, they did not seem like they were just saying things to like lead to a certain like response, like demographic, right? Like this not isn't at all. like Joss Whedon writing a quote unquote strong female character, it, right? Like yeah. it didn't feel like that. Yeah, if you watch this movie, if you're if you were if you were one of the the woke side, like hate woke side, a woman can't beat a predator because a woman's so weak. You're not listening to this podcast. Well, okay, you're not listening. But, but to this what podcast. I'm saying is, if you were that person. And you saw this movie and still felt that way. You're a fucking clown, like you're a fucking clown. Like there's no, there's no. There, it's objectively untrue, you know. That's why you have a lot of positive because the people who aren't bad faith can't come out of this movie feeling that way. I'm not saying they all have to love this movie to the degree I do or can't have criticism, but if you come out of this movie and be like, "She was a Mary Sue," you're a fucking clown, you know. Well, yeah, you have no exactly. legs to stand and on. Yeah, I don't think you do have a leg to stand on because, like, one of the things that I think was really powerful about this movie is that, like, her family was not being like, you can't do this because you're, like, a woman. Blah, well, not her brother. Blah, right? Like, they, they were talking about things that, like, they were talking like, oh, you're, like, you're good at so many other things, right? Like, and it felt like a mom who was, like, not with it, obviously, right? Like, she's wrong in the case of, like, what she's talking about. But it felt realistic in that she was, like, a good-natured discussion was happening, right? Sure. Like, it didn't. It didn't feel like it was just like a oh, it's, this is just here for blank, blank, blank reasons. Like it just felt like everyone had their points of view from like to what I felt as like a realistic place. Is, yeah, is what I'm trying to. say. I mean, there there are some tribesmen who are like, hey, we don't need to cook, right? And that is, you know, but come on. There, there had to be some misogynistic prick fucking native people too. You know what I mean? Like it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's not over the top, nor does it feel forced. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that, that that's, that was my main opinion. Yeah. It, it, what I was trying to get by, it doesn't feel forced. Right. No, it doesn't. Uh, and everything really flows nicely. And what I think about what to me is like the reason why this film is so fucking great is that the pacing is, like, flawless. Like, this is one of the best-paced movies I've ever seen. It is 
everything flows together super nice. There are no scenes in this movie where I'm kind of like on a rewatch. I'm, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to get through this conversation. Or, Not at all. Oh man, I'm going to have to watch this scene. Because everything just keeps moving, moving, moving. But it also, it's, it's very fascinating in that like it moves super quick. But then it also gives little character moments. And the character moments still work. And the characters still feel like they are characters that you care about and you're interested in. So it is just fascinating in that it's it's really balls to the wall pasted pacing, but then it's also like they have character moments that work and feel earned, and everything works in that way too. Like it's I don't know how they did that well so well in in pacing this movie. I mean, also, I, well, I mean, part well, there's a couple things that work to its benefit. I think I think they did something really smart, which is there's no point in hiding the predator in this movie. This isn't the first predator. Right, the pre- Predator, the original film, benefits from you not seeing the Predator for a long time, right? Even in invisible form, right? Because you don't know what it is, and it's an invisible threat. Everybody knows what a fucking Predator is at this point. So, what it does well, I think, is just so it has a unique take on the uh, species, right? So, what it does is really give you opportunity to see that as a character play out alongside in a parallel storyline with Nebu. And I think that really helps with the pacing because you're kind of going back and forth, her journey and the Predator's journey. And what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? So you're really telling two stories. I And I think what's fascinating is that the thing that connects the two is the, the Trapper storyline, the French Trapper storyline, because the French trappers really represent the differences between the two of them. Very smart. Because yeah, and and it's it was really smart to like tie in the colonial colonialism and all of that nature into what the predator is doing, right? Like, you know, when <laughs> she finds the buffalo skinned, right? You you oh you go, oh it's the the predator. You th- I... that's what your first thought is, and then you like find the, the the cigar and you're like oh shit this is like rappers, i actually was like right? this like, is bullshit because the predator would never do this like that's what my first what? thought was right like oh the predator like the predator just did the same thing to a, a, a not an entire field though like the entire field of buffalo unless every single buffalo was attacking him or whatever it would be well, right okay yes that's kind of like what I, yes the predator is. doesn't just like wantonly slaughter right it has rules right and and that's like re- that that moment i was like damn this is a good f-. i mean i'd already was thinking this is a really good movie but I, then i was like there's something else here right beyond just a really good predator film this is just a really good film you know yeah the 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 buffalo moment when she one benefit to watching comanche is you actually get to see her do the buffalo prayer and have it translated right yeah why was that not it should have been translated in the english version too right yeah but i don't know but it's great and it's beautifully performed like you feel the reverence and yes that's the moment when you're like the french have no respect for who they hunt it's it's a lack of respect right yeah no that's you know what that's fair right because it's like the the extremes uh like to one side to one side right because like she is and her tribe are like killing for food and look for shelter and blah 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 and then there's like the predator who are just killing for sport 
Well, it's, all, it's also their culture, right? So, like, we like to say the Predator only hunts for sport, but it's literally what their entire society is built on, right? I mean, yeah, but it's not a real thing. No, 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 no. But, we, but you are running a parallel, right? You're running a parallel. But you are running a parallel. You are correct. And it's just, like, the parallel is, like, for, like, sport versus versus for, like, sustenance. And then... Well, this is all part of their culture as well. But it, but but for the for the for the indigenous people, it's part of their culture as well, right? It's right. It, it, the French yeah, are just no, there obviously. to abuse the resources. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I just think the predator is also there to abuse. Resources. Yeah, I, I, they they like they, they they like showcase that like you know they build it up as to what it's doing, right? But like, <laughs> I think he's making. I think Dan Trachtenberg and the writer are making a clear distinction between the predator and the French, and saying the French are worse than the predator. I, I mean, yeah, because it's amazing when the predator slaughters. Them, <laughs> so yeah, obviously. Yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Best action sequence in pre any predator movie. Oh, any predator movie, so good. But yeah, like I, that is fair. I I do think you are correct. Like it's saying it's worse, but like I think there is more of a similarity to what the predator and the French are doing yeah. than you know anything else. But I I do agree with what you're saying <laughs> as well. The the predator is super fascinating in this one because it seems like it's one of the things that I always just don't love in predator stories, and we'll see this a lot. Is that whatever time period it is. The Predator's tech never seems to fucking change. It could be back in, like, 1702, and it's still the same. Or it could be back in, like, 2177, and the Predator still has the same technology. And it, like, always annoys me. And, like, this I loved because it was just like, oh, this is just a Predator, and, like, the tech is still evolving. Is that what they're saying? I felt like that's what they were saying. Are you sure they're not saying the Predator is coming equipped to make the hunt... Yeah, it is not 100% fair because the Predator's a fucking cheater, but is trying to not overarm because then it's not a challenge. No, because the Predator goes full arms against, like, the in other things, the Predator yeah, hunts other animals with the same... Yeah, but think of, like, white fucking douchebag Americans who go to Africa to sport hunt, right? They... They don't, they aren't going, they could fucking get a fucking rocket launcher, but they're not going to bring a rocket launcher, but they are going to cheat the system enough so that they're safe, right? Well, I think, one, that's entirely what the Predators have always done. Right. Uh, that's what the Predator is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, yeah. But uh, that's why I don't think that is true. Like, I think it's like a different tech level, okay. personally. And this seems to also be a different species entirely than the one. Well, it. I think they, they, in like an interview, they said it was just from a different part of the planet. Okay. Which just made sense. Okay. Like, it's just like a different type of planet. Predators all look different. Are you racist? <laughs> predators look different. Different predators in different places. They, they grow up, they uh -huh. do different things. Uh, but I felt like, you know, he doesn't have the fishnets. The fishnets are very important. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously. This is a less sexy predator. You know? <laughs> Those fishnets, man. That's what they do. Although, like, he has so many abs. Like, there is, like, a disturbing number of abs on this Predator. Did you think, and I haven't, I don't know if anyone's spoken about this, and, uh, and you know, so. At the beginning, she says the statement that a long time ago a monster visited here or whatever, right? And she's clearly talking about the past from when they are, not telling us in the future about what happened, correct? Right. 
Do you think they're trying to allude with the skull mask to the Windingo? No. Uh, mainly because, Sorry. like, no, I know what the, the, but like in in indigenous folklore, you don't talk about like you're not supposed to like talk about the Wendigo at all. Like, well, they don't actually, talk about it. No, they don't talk about it. But I don't think I don't think that's what okay. they're doing. I I, and it wasn't blatant either way. I'm just curious because no, the skull that, is yeah. very reminiscent of how traditionally that and and the Wendigo is like usually really, uh, you know, skinny and long and stuff like that, not jacked like the fucking predator is. But the skull mask is very indicative of that. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just assume it was an alien skull from yeah. some weird place. It could have been. It just looked like looked like a weird alien skull, <laughs> but. It it was interesting in that regard of like in other movies it seems like the predators have needed like some type of like breathing apparatus to like operate in our atmosphere to which I think uh, it just shows how ba- how badly we fucked the planet and that the predators can't <laughs> breathe here anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, predators used to like have vacations on this planet, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh fuck. What do these assholes do to this planet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you want to defeat the predators, breathe. you just keep fucking polluting, according to Andrew. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, a barrel of toxic waste keeps the do. predators away, you know? <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> They're not going to stop doing it, so, you know. <laughs> just a pre- there's a fucking commercial where a predator walks up to a river and looks at all the garbage and just one single tear. Sh- <laughs> sh- <laughs> Oh Wait a minute, God. that's not a predator. That's just a fucking white dude dressed up like a predator. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an uh, Italian guy. I mean, technically, <laughs> literally, the person who played the predator is an Italian guy in this movie. <laughs> is a white Italian guy. Dane uh, DeLegro. Yeah, he does a great job. This, yeah, I mean, there's so much good shit to talk about this movie. We barely even scratched the surface, I feel like. Do we want to talk before we talk about more details of it about like it being on streaming? Yeah, no, I think that um, that's a good thing to talk about. Talk about that, and then also, I really do think we should talk about the music. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah. In the cinematography, right? Like that's one of the things that yeah. fucking w- is really annoys me the most about having to watch this on streaming. Is this movie would look and s- the sound design on top of the score because the sound design is banging in this film and the cinematography, it would fucking rule on the big screen. You know? Yeah. I would have seen no, this movie at least twice on the big screen, to be honest with Oh, me. yeah, I agree. I agree. I, 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 I do think that... We, it's one of those things where it's like it's hard to say because here's the thing. This thing fucking killed it on streaming. Like, For sure. It did Well, there's also really, another really reason well. behind this, I understand, that I can maybe clue you in on, that I did some research What's on. What's that? So... This film was being produced by Fox, right? So they are. This is right. made pre-pandemic, basically. And then Disney bought Fox, right? So oh, what happened okay. is they had already cut a deal Fox had with HBO to give them the rights to stream after the film was done in with its theatrical run. So when Disney okay. bought. This is my understanding. I don't know how accurate this is. Just you know, I don't have like a ton of a ton of um, sources on this. I just have a couple, but I imagine this makes sense. So then Disney had the option: do we, because the deal was already cut, do we give it a theatrical run, 
and then have to hand it over to HBO, or do we just drop it on Hulu and Disney Plus overseas? That's interesting because, like, I feel like, you know, the next Alien movie is also going to just be, like, a streaming. Yeah, thing. so I wonder if that's also a case. But no, but that one is just, it just start. they just started. Oh, okay. Like, I, like, that one is just, like, there was no pre-anything with that one. So maybe they just decided after doing this it set the president precedent uh and i don't think they thought it was going to do as good as it did on streaming though like no i uh, well no it's uh, I, and that can be clearly uh explained by like just how the reaction is and like they're going to try and do a bunch of stuff after this and i am a little bit cautious as soon as like because i think one of the things that made this movie so good is that you can tell that it was not a hundred percent studio noted to shit. Um, And it doesn't feel like half of the movies we get nowadays, right? Like it, it felt like one of the reasons why it would have been nice to see it in theaters is that it felt like a movie. It felt like a fucking movie. And, and like one of the things that really uh, added to that was just one of the fucking amazing soundtrack to this, like great outstanding music. And can you honestly, can you recall the last time a Hollywood movie had a good score? Like, a score that you remember? Like, mm. off the top of your head? I'm sure there are instances, but it's not often. I feel like most scores nowadays are, like, tempt to hell, and, like, it leads to very samey-sounding music. And you're talking about actual Hollywood movies. Yeah, like, independent films have, like are different right (laughs) i'm just talking about like big studio pictures right that have memorable music and i like it's like oh like i don't don't want (laughs) yeah no i mean really it's kind of a you know i'm sure there's some i'm not thinking of recently yeah i i am too like i'm not trying to just say i'm not trying to like make a definitive statement i'm just saying like it is surprising because we don't get scores like this too often well this is a very the word I would use is that for a Predator movie especially, but just in general, this is a very elegant movie in the sense that it has a very old-school approach to it being very slow. It takes its time. This is a character-driven movie. It's not... You know, think of the recent Predator movies. They're rushing into fucking Predators, just ripping people to pieces, and all the foreplay is over. This film is about the build-up, it's very classically structured, and it's something I love about that, right? We get tons of establishing shots, shots of her hunting the lion, which is an incredible scene, the, the scene with the bear, the scene with the rabbits, with her practicing, right, with her just bonding in nature, with her doing all of these things non-predator-related, t- talking to her brother, the scene where her brother tells her lovingly, you know, the brother, Dakota Beavers is phenomenal in this movie, but uh, it's his first movie, too, which is unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Wow. He, his character is so nuanced. Like, he is not trying to be an asshole. Like, a lesser film, he's just being like, I'm the, I'm the better big brother. But no, he's, like, disappointed that she's not showing up. You know what I mean? He believes in yeah. her. And he's, t- he's trying to tell her the truth, but in a loving way. What he perceives as the truth. It turns out not to be the truth. But, you know, those scenes, those, those scenes with her brother, when he comes back with the lion and he breaks her heart by saying, like, you just couldn't get the job done, is just, gr- it's as good of a character moment in any movie 
in the last five years, you know, that I can think of. Yeah, no, that uh, that is very true, especially like again for a, Holly, a Hollywood film to have that level of, it, it is it is. Like, it is everything you say, but I do think it gets to the action remarkably well. Like, well, it's fast. not a super long movie and also, well, no, it's not a super long movie, but it's one of those movies that, like, ties in the action with the character beats in a cool way, right? Like, I think that, that it, it, it all works together cohesively, and I think that's one of the things that really mm. seems to work, right? Like, even when she's having a discussion with her brother on the lake— what is he doing? He's like, shoot, he shoots out, uh, he shoots a bird. and like. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, what I mean is predator versus human. Predator versus human. Well, yeah, action. yeah, okay. That's, that's what I mean. That's fair. Yeah. I guess, that's fair, that's fair. I just mean, like, you don't, you, you don't have time to, like, even, like, like, this is a book movie that my dad liked, is what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like, a dad would, <laughs> could, could get into Yeah, this my mother movie. loved this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, and I, I just think that's that's one of the the skills of this movie is that it does character building with action, yeah, and like it all works cohesively that leads to some uh, really amazing uh, sequences. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a movie that works for your dad and works for people who are like hardcore genre fans. You know, my wife loved this movie. My wife loved the sadness. My wife loved this fucking movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It works for. All, all, you know, it is a four quadrant film almost, right? You know, minus the kids. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Be just because of the violence, you know? But it does hit those things, right? And and you can see by just how popular it, right. it has been, right? Like, and that's that's the big thing about the, the movie that's, like, really remarkable. Because, like, even that original Predator film is, like, maybe, like, a two quadrant film? Film? like all other sure. predator films i don't think have this much like relatability and like ease to get people in well the i door. think the answer that really the, and i just really want to hammer this home and we can move on from it what really makes that work is that this is an authentic fucking movie like this movie is a movie with a purpose that isn't that is a and the purpose is great storytelling and that's why it resonates with all levels, right? Great storytelling is universal. And it is just great storytelling. Visual great storytelling at that, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when you try to fabricate that, it becomes very apparent and you start losing people. You know? Right. And course. it's not fabricated, it's authentic. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen, like... Uh, as far as like Dan Trachtenberg goes, because I, I feel like I guess I we just haven't mentioned him that much in in the uh, <laughs> in this discussion, and he and he does a great job. I I think I wonder if Ten Cloverfield Lane had a few studio notes for that ending, or if that was all his ending. Because like oh no, there was studio note because I think he they made that movie initially without it being a Cloverfield movie. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. Because yeah, because I was about to say because like this just shows his strength when he's just left alone. Because I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. It's just like twenty minutes of it. I don't think work as well as the the other parts of it and like this was was just a fantastic experience to just experience it all together yeah it, <laughs> like... it will up in up to this film i was absolutely dick riding dan Trachtenberg. you know I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it and what we didn't know though is can dan Trachtenberg direct action and the answer is absolutely yes he can really good action it like, looks I, great yeah 
and funny. Like it's <laughs> funny. Like it's 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 all it's like it's thrilling. It can be scary when it needs to be, but then it can also be funny when it needs to be, right? Oh like, my god! When the predator is taking out the Frenchman, it's so good. It's like amazing. It's absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> I, I, he, like the one, the bear trap in the face. One of the best kills. Maybe the best kill. Amazing. Uh, my favorite kill is still like when he twirls the tomahawk and just jabs it in his head. The fucking shield is unbelievable too. The net, we turns that dude into fucking mulch is unbelievable. So good. I, I just love how like it very much like de-emphasizes gunplay because where guns were at the time, right? Like. There's that great moment where they all shoot the Predator and they all instantly have to Stop start reloading. Oh, so good. And, and the Predator just like, oh, I got a gizmo look like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? The Predator, he shoots the Predator in the fucking mask and it bounces off and hits that dude in the face so good. <laughs> so fucking funny. That entire sequence in the, in, the, in the forest, starting with him just off screen almost killing the dudes on the horses and them not seeing it culminating with the fucking bombs at the end is just the best honestly the best action sequence in any predator film oh yeah uh i don't even think it's close quite honestly it's just it's so energetic and memorable and just every beat for beat is so entertaining in that Mm -hmm. sequence i what did you think about the fact that we get to see the gun from predator 2 in this well, so I think I just want to lump this in with all the callbacks, right? So I want to talk about that because we really talked about – I talked about, like, I hate fucking callbacks. Yeah, me too. I actually did. I liked both of the callbacks. In this. Well, there's three of them, right? There's – What's the third one? There's the if it bleeds, we can kill it, right? Yeah. There's the do yeah. it, do it at the end, which he's coming up out of the mud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's fair. That's and then fair. the and then the, the uh, gun. I don't mind them. I don't love them. I didn't fanboy. I didn't stand up and clap like a fucking seal. I just, it's, I thought they were organic to the movie and I think they worked. I'm right here. You (laughs) call me a fucking seal. Like a clown fucking seal. Like Andrew, I didn't get up and clap and stomp my feet. They said the thing. I just didn't, I didn't do that. I was just like, oh, they said the thing and I'm not mad. Yeah. I think that was my, that was my reaction. I was like, oh, it's fine. They said the thing and I'm not filled with murderous rage. Yeah. It worked organically in the movie and that's what's important, right? It was very weird how uh, they called the, uh, the beavers choppers and then, you know, she's talking to the dog and she's like, get to the chopper. Like that, I don't know. That one was a bit iffy. Yeah. (laughs) No, it all worked. Like it didn't, it didn't detract. I know some people love that shit and, you, you're doing fan service and that's totally fine but we fucking you know you don't I, I don't know I just don't think it needed it but it didn't hurt it I don't think it I don't think it needed it but I also think it worked in like if I had just watched that and not known it would have still worked yeah well I mean because it works organically him saying if it bleeds we can kill it makes sense in that moment yeah yeah her saying do it makes sense in that moment because she is doing the Arnold thing in the same thing right like it's it runs right the gun that's the most forced one, but fine. It's it's at the end of the movie. It's almost like tossed in at the end, and it's like fine. Well, she she, it, she gets it from the guy who she helps. Well, sure, um, sure, but it's close. But the the there's a purpose for that, which is her learning about firearms and right. how to use them, so that she can use them, use it in her plan at the end. Yeah. But the the cl- what clue what the throwback is is the close up at the end of the you know, the uh, plaque that's on 
Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think that works. Although that fine. does. So in the credits, so uh, obviously we're just gonna be spoiling the shit out of this movie. Oh, we already in have. the credits. You watch, you watch all the credits. Yeah, yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah. We they had this traditional painting of you know the events essentially, right? Yeah. So how did you how did you interpret the very final? Sequence? I mean, I don't think we know for sure, but uh, traditionally, my guess is the predators show up and trade out something. That's what I, that's what I would have thought. To that be honest seems with you. more like, in line think, with what they would do. Yeah, because they would be like, "Oh, well, I mean, we fucking sent this bitch out here to get tested. He fucking failed, so yeah, like that's fine. Like, <laughs> and then she probably would just give him the gun because yeah. she's like, "Yeah, this thing does doesn't this thing sucks. Right. You take it. <laughs> I don't even like this gun. Just take right. it. Yeah, fuck this bullshit. Uh, you know that makes the most sense in terms of the lore of the franchise to me." That being said, I mean, also, I kind of hope we never revisit these people again. I hope it's not set up for a sequel because I don't fucking want to see it. I want this to be a one and done and do something different, you know? What? So what? where would you like this to go forward? I guess that's a good question. I mean, I think I'm not going to say anything original here. 150 other people have said it, but I think just visiting different eras of the world is the way to go. Treat it like an anthology story. You know, you can even do it in modern day or in the future. I don't care about that. It doesn't have to be historical. But do it in different places and keep it simple, though. That's the that's the thing that's most important, I think, is just keep it simple. Be about one or a small group of characters that are well-defined, and it has to be about the journey of those individuals, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I do actually think that's what's gonna happen because every other predator media right now, like literally the the anthology that just came out, it is all modern day and future. The comic is all set in the future, yeah. Which means that I'm because the last anthology was set like if it bleeds before the merger and the takeover was set in all kinds of different time periods, like. There was like uh, Edo era Japan in there. Oh yeah, there everybody like, and their brothers like I can't. I want. I want an era like. There's, that's what everyone is saying on the internet. Like they invented that idea. Right. And yeah. No. No. It happened, happened already. In the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Already. Uh, there's a great one where it's in back in uh, the Civil War times where yeah. <laughs> Stonewall Jackson's death is because I, of the British. I'd be kind of <laughs> down for that. I'd be down for Civil War. <laughs> World War One would be cool. Yeah, and like something like that, but in the new one, it's all modern day, and they literally point that out in the thing where they say it's modern day and it's future. You don't will like it. It a hundred percent works in that anthology, but I think that there is a company mandate that they are going to try to make more set set in the way that you think, yeah. because everything else that's coming out is specifically not set in the past. Right. Yeah. So I think that there is a very, very uh, strong indication that, yes, that is probably where the the future of the franchise is going. A Wild West Predator film would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need that. We 100 percent need it because like I we need one good Wild West sequel. (laughs) We need one. I'd be down for it. You know, I think that'd be cool. Like, I mean, the thing is, you just have to get good storytellers involved, right? I think it would even do the future, but you just have to have a contrivance that keeps it simple because it could just get overcomplicated. Right, right. And I, yeah, but yeah, I do think like, you know, we are going to probably get 
that uh, mm. idea. I hope. Just give Dan Trachtenberg this franchise. Well, uh, okay, yes, yes, that's fair. I, I 100% would be happy with Dan Trachtenberg doing more. I would also equally be happy if we, if we like, I don't know, like, you set the predator running around the Cold War era. Give it to a Russian director. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying, like, yeah. if 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 the if the predator is going to end up in Japan, oh, let's yeah, make sure yeah. we have a Japanese director right doing that, and like uh, a writer and stuff like that, right? Like, I think I am all for the like expanding this. I just think, hey, let's use it as an excuse to kind of liven up who we have in the director. Oh, they're going to come for you. Um, and the they're writers. gonna come for you, Andrew. <laughs> they're Who's gonna they're come already for me? fucking. They're not they're listening. Gonna... <laughs> they're not listening. They're already bro. those fucking those face or what? I think what was it called? Meta now. Those grandpas on fucking Meta are already memeing. Have you on a meme with a soy face? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Except for the Vikings. Give that to anyone who's not white. <laughs> Then we get them back. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want to see the Predator and Viking signs. Yeah. Just to make it clear, there were great short stories and a great comic book that like did that. But like, I don't want to. I don't want a couple mm-hmm. movie in the Viking. I just because I just don't find the Vikings that interesting. Yeah, unless personally. it's a you know God of War fucking game. I'm really not that interested. <laughs> Kratos shows yeah, up. Yeah, Kratos versus the Predator would fucking rule. Actually, you know, again, because Kratos is not a fucking well, he is a Viking in that one game where he's killing Vikings. He's not a Viking. He's, he's just hiding out So there. ancient ancient Greece, though, would be a good would be an yeah. interesting uh, thing to do. Like, sure. I think I, well, because one of the things that's kind of cool about that is, like, there is a lot of, I would say, uh, interestingly progressive elements to ancient Greece that get conveniently never covered in any of our media mm. about it that, you know, now you could do it, right? Like, you know, there are, are, are a different, uh, there's intricacies to Greece that you could kind of use. Um, just don't do it like a fucking 300. Like, I don't. Oh, you don't want your boy Zack fucking... Snyder making a. No. Fucking, oh, my God. If Zach. <laughs> Oh, don't even. You said it out loud. Like, <laughs> it's a three-hour black and white Predator movie. Oh, God. It's just a fucking Predator as Jesus. <laughs> like, he's showing up with a crucifixion, like, Ben-Hur style, mm-hmm. like, learning his the lessons. The Predator's kicking people into pits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, God Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, just killing Persians. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is a little bit gay Killing gay stereotypes. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Even though, by the even though, by the way, some of the greatest warriors in ancient Greece was like this entire battalion of just gay men. Just, just don't let the make, don't let the Zack Snyder fans hear you say that. They beat the Spartans, dude. They beat the Spartans. I just want to say that they did. It was after the three hundred shit, but they did beat the Spartans. <laughs> I just want to say that. Uh, hot, hot, hot. Wait, is this a hot take? The Warriors is a the Warriors. The Warriors is a better three hundred movie than three hundred. Oh yeah, thing? hey, I would be down for like the, the Warriors the versus the Predator in the eighties New York. Shit. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. <laughs> Walter Hill's the Predator is fucking Predator. <laughs> Walter Hill's the Predator. Oh fuck yeah! Oh god, fuck yeah! Predator, come out and play! <laughs> <laughs> I I I hundred percent would not mind him like being thrown into like a ridiculous seventies uh, New York movie. Oh, that would be kind of interesting. Like Snake Plissken versus the Predator. <laughs> that hey, 
JC is coming back for one more oh, movie. Oh, God. John Carpenter's Predator movie? Um, no, I want John Carpenter to do his own fucking thing he just wrote and made up. Like, that's what I want from him. But, yeah, it just add a Predator <sighs> to it. I mean, we have fucking <laughs> Kurt Russell coming for fucking Godzilla, so maybe Predator's next, you know? Who knows? Anything, anything could happen. Anything uh, could happen. <laughs> Yeah, we have yeah. gotten far off topic, but <laughs> not really, not really. Everyone's talking about what's next for this franchise, right? Because this movie rebirthed a passion, right? For it, I think you know. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because like, like before this movie, Predator was like a corpse. Like as far as like cinematic potential goes, yeah. like that fucking the Predator fucking. <laughs> killed the it almost killed me personally <laughs> trying to watch it. <laughs> yeah, personally showed up to your house. Oh my god, I was so mad when I finished this movie and the first movie they recommended me to watch was The Predator. I'm like, no! It's like, oh, listen. you just watched Prey and you enjoyed it. Would you like to watch The Predator? Listen, and I'm like, Fuck I would have loved, you know why I would have loved for that film to be recommended to me on Hulu? Because when we watched it, I had to fucking pay for it. So, wow. yeah. I paid money to watch The Predator. I'm the, I'm the one <laughs> Paid money to watch the Predator. It was me. I'm a little surprised there was no novelization for this movie. Not yet. Like, uh, uh, maybe cause... soon. You know. No, no, no. They would have announced it by now. Mm. I, I think. Although now that it did good, maybe that changes it. But no, I don't know if the Titan licensing is is running out. Mm. I don't know. I've uh, heard mixed things. Like I. Uh, they're still doing great stuff. I just don't know if their licenses to those Disney properties yeah, are like probably not. Disney's like probably fucking knocking on their door. They they still have stuff coming out in 2023, so next year they still have stuff. But I don't know if that's like uh, the finals. Mm. I don't know. We will see. We will see. Jason, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I really movie? I have a lot more to say about this movie. Then keep saying. I w- I actually want to start now talking about the end. Because I've heard some criticism about the end. Some people do not like the end to this movie. Even people who like this movie generally, there's people who do not like... Not What I mean is the final sequence, I think, not the entire battle. The um, the Michael Myers head turn and then getting yes. shot in the head. Like, I, I understand because that is kind of a comedic moment. It's a gag. So what? It is a it is a gag. I enjoyed I enjoyed the implementation of the gag. Maybe it the timing I think might have been a little bit off. Like if you had sped it up a little bit more, sure. because I'm like I, the predator probably had enough time to be like, oh, those are my dots. I should move my head. Right, like he had enough time for that. Could he happen. move though? He's stuck in the mud still. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's he could true. turn, could, but like, tried could... to move or like tried to do something, Maybe. right? Like you know, dive. But it, I still think it works. And it was, it was yeah. I, I, well, also, I just think the final sequence, from the moment she sets up the French cigar so smoker, good. that scene was so good. Well, I think it's very deep too, and I don't think people. Are, I haven't heard anybody talk about this, right? So, what I want thematically, it is much deeper than I think people are giving it credit for. So, I want to add this. So, she, man, this is so good. She, she spots the Frenchman, right? She has the predator whip thing, right? Which was used yeah. to cut the leg off the other, uh, translate, the translator, right? Yep. She uses that to, um, she uses a rock to knock him out and then cut his leg off, right? Yeah. She cuts the, uh, French 
trapper cigar smoker's leg off. And then there's all these rats like chewing on him, right? And it's very quick, right? But we have these rats like eating his leg. And then we have this basically monologue from her about like while she's taking the, the mushroom that makes her blood cold so the predator can't see her, right? Talking about what makes her a great hunter, right? Which right. makes In the, that basically like she's killed him and, and he doesn't. Even and they're know. making a very beautiful, although albeit disgusting at the same time, analogy to she is the rat, right? She is the one. The rat is an efficient killer. They just take you out by piece by piece, not with a single strike. And she's the rat, right? It's a it's a beautiful analogy to she you know she sees everything. She's smart. She's wily. She's dexterous, right? And I think it's just a really, you know, the way that this film weaves in natural predators to the idea of different skills and abilities, I think is just very underappreciated right now. I think it's done very well. Especially that rat. I don't think anyone's, not many people are making that connection, but like what, I think that's what they're saying in that moment. Like she is the rat. She's going to take you out piece by piece, and that's what she does to the Predator, ultimately. So I think that at the end, yes, you could say it's a contrivance that the mask hits the Predator or whatever if you really just don't want to like that scene. But it's set up. It's, the, it's paid off. It's not doesn't come out of nowhere. She sees what happens when the mask gets knocked off by her brother, and the Predator's trying to shoot her with the arrow, and it follows where the, the mask goes. She's put that together. It's set up in the movie, right? It's pretty easy. It's pretty quickly set up, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's not. There's it's, not a lot of yeah. time spent on it, so maybe it's missed by some people, right? Well, no, but, like, I think it's, it's like, it's set up pretty obviously. Like, that's interesting. I, there was one question I had with the Predator tracking beams, because there was one point where, like, the beams were, like, kind of separated. Like, when the beams, like, first show up, and, like, the, the first of the hunters get it. He has, like, a beam. The beams are kind of spread yep, out. and he gets hit by more. three arrows. Yeah, and he does in, in those very specific spots. Uh, and I just thought that was kind of interesting yeah. in that, like, you know, I, I, I wonder if, like, the plasma caster works the same way and that it, like, follows where the, like, the red dot. Like, that's just a nerd talk. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know that really, right? Like... But, the, you know, maybe, but it doesn't really matter if it doesn't, right? Because this is different technology, right? So No, no, I, no, no, I, I yeah. understand. I'm just saying, like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how it works in other, other ways. I'm just curious. Listen, but, how many to- how uh, many years have we been podcasting together? I know I'm dealing with a nerd. You know what I mean? I, I'm, aware. I'm aware. Yeah, I know. You look in the mirror, you go, <laughs> I'm a nerd, and I'm about to podcast. <laughs> I understand. It's been uh, an hour and a half talking about the fucking don't thing. Act, don't act like you're better than me, Jason. <laughs> you're on the same fucking journey, okay? But yeah, this movie just fucking rules everyone. This movie rules. I love that. I love it. it you know, I can't say good no- enough stuff about it. It's maybe my favorite movie of the year so far. I haven't seen enough movies for me to say that and have it matter. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a ton of movies this year. Oh, this and X are the my two favorites. Yeah, X is a great movie. I'm super amped for the fucking prequel to X. Can't believe that's already happening. Yeah, yeah, I must have had that in the bag already, like you know, planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved X too. Um, there's, I loved a lot of movies this year, actually, quite a bit of movies. 
You know, I loved Nope. I loved a lot of movies this year. This movie's just so clean, though. Like, you know, the, you know, I, I, this film is very clean to me. It, like you said, it's so this paced perfectly. It, the rewatchability of this movie is through the roof. Yeah, I just, I think it, and I, and I wouldn't. I think this is the final question, right? Unless you have something else to bring up. The only other thing that I think is important to bring up before, like the final, final talk, uh, the final, is final. that it, it is important that this was filmed in Calgary. Mm. This is, uh, this is filmed around Calgary, Alberta. Would be closer to Alberta, but that is in Canada. And when this would have been being filmed, and why it is kind of important that this was being filmed in the way that it was, is that like you know, Canada just like the last two years has finally started to like deal with the like attempt of the government and the Catholic church to essentially like destroy all native culture essentially Mm. with the residential schools. And like, we've found like hundreds of that. And probably there's thousands more that we don't know about kids that have been like, were killed in this, in these schools that were, secretly buried and it is very important for like an a mature real cultural representation of the indigenous population to be being made in uh in canada it, it matters a lot like this is one of those things where like this is one of the real important parts about uh representation now to be completely fair like comanches were not in canada right that's not the they are uh, an American tribe. Yeah, and they're not explicitly saying this is in Canada. They just filmed it in Canada, right? No, and, and it's not in Canada. Yeah. It is uh, set in America. But they have to set this in Canada because you guys have wilderness that isn't absolutely destroyed by... <laughs> like, uh, just give them time. Give them time. They'll, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get there eventually. It looks beautiful. But, it's a beautiful. Uh, beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. But but what but what I'm saying is that it, like, it matters that like someone is coming in to take that seriously in canada in a time when canada is reckoning with the fact that for years they really tried not to at all yeah and tried to pretty much exterminate the the population so i would just say like hey if you like this movie and you enjoyed this movie i think it is important that you acknowledge the country it was made in and look up residential schools to find out why that was important. Sure. So, I don't, that would be the only thing that I want to say. Um, as we briefly mentioned this, but I just want to call, um, you know, Jay Myers, who is at least part Comanche, the producer of this film. So, and Blackfeet, I think, as well. So I'm sure she had a lot of that on her mind as well, making this movie. Right. And if you want some, like, other stuff talking about it from people who aren't just fucking white mayos i'm gonna call out a youtube channel called native media theory that does a great breakdown of why this movie is important some great interviews with the cast you know a you know a really good <laughs> youtube channel period that just spends some time talking about why this film is important and necessary and what's different about this than some other quote-unquote native media what makes this different so yeah so what you're saying is 
I shouldn't click on the fourth Google notifications when you look up Comanches. That is a Joe Rogan clip. I don't. You don't think I should click on that? What? What is that? That if you look up Comanches on Google, oh, one, my. two, three, and uh, link number five is a clip from Joe Rogan. Experience. Under videos, is that? Yeah. Oh no, no, it's just it. It that YouTube video is the one that shows up. Uh, no. The gruesome history of the Comanche tribe oh, with two white men. Oh God! No, go to Native <laughs> Media Theory. Yes, yes, uh, no. But I'm just do not go to Joe I, Rogan for yes, anything. No, ever. No, don't do it. Fuck the. Why can't the Predator just show up at Joe Rogan? Oh fuck, <laughs> Joe Rogan versus the Predator. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's just like a five. Tries to MMA second. wrestle yeah. that motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> uh, great, 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 great. Turns out Joe Rogan. Two foot six Joe Rogan can't take a predator down. Oh wow! What really? I don't know. It was two foot six. You know. You know. So, the, so yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like a lot of the noise about. You know, the main character was like, she's a woman. She can't beat up a predator. It was such a fucking stupid thing to say from Jump Street because nobody could beat up the predator in the first movie. That was the no, whole of point not. of the first movie: is muscle can't beat the predator. And so in many ways, this is the inverse of the first movie in a great and loving way, right? Like the first movie is about testosterone can't beat the predator. This movie is about wits can beat the predator, right? Where, where yeah. others can't. Yeah. And that it is so fascinating because other like this is the only predator movie that isn't like the predator getting into a different type of movie essentially you know what i'm saying like yes even predators is basically like the expendables predators is expendables right the predator is uh, a b movie <laughs> avp is an alien movie predator 2 is a racist movie with the predator <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but yeah but this is the one that's like built from the ground up yeah which is just and makes it important in, in all stations of the world. Right. So. I could talk about this movie forever. It's probably going to, you know, I mean, you know, we're still in August, right? It's probably going to be my number one film of the year by the end of it, unless something comes out and blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, though, it supplants Predator 1 from my number one Predator film. It really is... I know this is a cop-out. It's like my 1A and 1B. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're different and in some ways equal. Coward. I know. Coward. I know. I know. I Coward? think you're going to say Prey Coward? is your number one, right? Oh, well, I mean, I I think I'm probably in the same category, to be honest with you, right? Like, I, it's clearly the best sequel ever made. Like, It's the best movie. Predator. It's the best Predator movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. But it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think it supplants the original. Yeah. I think it works well with the original. Right. right? So it's like... I, I it's it's one of those things where it's like it's I don't have to pick a favorite. I'll watch both of them every day until I die. Mm -hmm. And then I'll make sure that my fucking corpse still gets to watch it once a year and they'll just take me out of you know, like, Oh, corpse Andrew, I'm gonna get his yeah. Predator movies in. But yeah, so like, you know, it's I I don't think there's like any benefit for me to be like, Oh, this one is the better of all right. of them. But like I just think it's a really amazing thing that works really well in tandem, What a great right? like prize surprise this year you know what a great surprise yeah yeah what it's like the only good thing that happened this year right? <laughs> like in terms of like just life yeah 
<laughs> only good thing to come of the last 15 years, quite honestly. And all my children were born in the last... <laughs> He look, uh, Jason's kids who listen to this uh, accidentally twenty years from now. He is joking. As you're like weeping at my uh, right after my funeral, or maybe not, maybe not weeping, maybe cheering. Well, when I show up uh, drunk at your funeral, be like, "Hey, I got fired." And you come whatever. across this file on your computer. <laughs> understand, Daddy loved the prey more than you. I can't. I show up drunk at your funeral and just give them like a. Like a USB that has all these episodes. <laughs> Jesus, you hate watch Riverdale. You, yeah. <laughs> you think you knew your father? He was on a Riverdale podcast. Hang your head in fucking shame. I mean, like, like a amazing uh, indie movie about like the shame of finding out their father was on a Riverdale podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like when fucking <sighs> Moloch shows up to the comedian's funeral. Do you know what I mean? And like, it, <laughs> he was working. You called me a fucking nerd. <laughs> you motherfucking just reference Watchmen casually. Listen, Watchmen's for everyone. Okay, beautiful work of art. <laughs> it's definitely not for children. It's not. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. It's not for children. Uh, thank you for listening to the LV426 Degrees of Alien podcast. Please give us a review on whatever platform you used to find us. If you have any recommendations, comments, complaints, angry outbursts, go ahead and send them to roebuck.andrew at gmail.com. That's R-O-E-B-U-C-K dot A-N-D-R-E-W at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night.